fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen, because we're about to get metaphysical in this episode. I'm going to be talking all about how to get subconsciously aligned with your ideal future so you can stop self-sabotaging, you can stop bashing your head against that metaphorical glass ceiling, and you can actually start taking action towards the things that you know are going to get you to where you want to be instead of waking up every single day and logically knowing, oh yeah, I should be creating content or I should be having conversations or I should be doing this or that or the other, but you just don't do it and you can't understand why you're not doing it. Well, the reality is this all has to do, this all has to do with your mindset. It all has to do with, with what's going on in between your ears and you can have all the systems and the, the strategies and the tactics in the world, but if you don't, if you do not take and apply and and address what I'm going to be talking about in here, then you are always going to have something that's just holding you back behind the scenes, okay? And I want to make this known that what I'm about to share with you, really, I mean, none of these are my concepts. I can't take credit for these. I really, everything that I'm about to share with you comes from three main influences on my life, and that is Tony Robbins, Bob Proctor, and Dr. Joe Dispenza. And if you don't know who those people are, I would highly, highly recommend checking out their work because to be quite honest, the concepts that I'm sharing with you and the things that they teach on a regular basis have completely transformed my life in so many different aspects, okay? So the first thing that I want to talk about is where our decision-making process comes from. And this is something that Tony Robbins talks about a lot. And he shares that any action that we take, any decision that we make on a moment-to-moment basis, whether consciously or unconsciously, comes from two primary factors. And that is our need to avoid pain and our desire to gain pleasure. So I want to give you an example of this. I think probably the easiest one for people to understand is somebody who smokes maybe a pack of cigarettes a day. Because if you were to go up to this individual and you were to say, hey, do you think smoking's good for you? I mean, almost all of them, if not every single person, I'm sure every single person's gonna say, no, I know it's not good for me, whatever. So why do they do it? Why are they doing something that they know is destructive, they know might shorten their lifespan, they know that potentially could cause lung cancer for them? It's because they have created more associations and connections to how it makes them feel, how it takes them away from any immediate pleasure or pain in their life and how it takes them into a temporary state of pleasure. Because oftentimes when somebody smokes cigarettes, I mean, maybe it's because they're stressed at work or they get anxiety. So when they, they take a little puff, then it gives them a temporary feeling of relief from the pain that they're experiencing on a daily basis. And for that period of time, it gives them some amount of pleasure. And so in that moment, they've linked more pain in that moment than the potential pain or thought of of dying prematurely or leaving their kids without a parent because they got lung cancer and they passed away and usually it's just because they don't focus on that stuff it's it's, it's more on the immediate things that are causing us pain and that will bring us pleasure than things in the future because that doesn't seem it doesn't feel very real in that moment okay so we have to if we ever want to get ourselves to a place where we start taking action on things that are more that, that provide more long-term gratification rather than that short-term pleasure then we need to actually get emotionally involved in what that ideal future is going to look like so one practice that that I've done many many times for many different habits that I was trying to break or many goals that I was trying to achieve for myself was I got a sheet of paper and I would highly recommend doing this. Get a piece of paper and right at the top, 
the 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 long-term goal that you want to accomplish or maybe the habit that you want to get rid of and then on the left side of the paper put pain then on the right side of the paper put pleasure and what we're going to be doing we're going to start with the pain side because we always want to finish feeling good but we want to write out currently what pain are we experiencing in our lives because we have not accomplished this goal or because we have not changed this habit so write out everything that you can think of and then after that, write out what pain could I experience in the future if I do not make this change, if I do not make this goal a reality, if I do not change this destructive habit, what pain am I going to experience? And keep in mind, it's okay to kind of exaggerate with this stuff because what we're trying to do is create enough emotional juice for us to take action today. So after we write all that stuff out and we start feeling really bad about the idea of what's going to happen if we don't change, then we're going to go to the pleasure side. And what we want to do is write out as many things as we possibly can around what pleasure we're going to experience when we finally make this happen. How is the quality of our life going to improve? What opportunities are we going to create for ourselves? Who are we going to be able to impact and serve? How are we going to be a better role model for the people in our life or maybe our children or our future children, all of this stuff. Think of every single aspect of your life and how it could be altered if you were to just accomplish this goal and really feel it, visualize, embody that, get get in a good emotional state. And so when we do this, I mean, it's important to remember that it's not something that you just do once and then it's over, okay? So this this has to be done with repetition day in and day out. But the whole idea of it is that over time, we are creating enough emotional juice to where we're starting to alter our subconscious programming because now we're not thinking of waking up and binging Netflix or playing video games because it's going to take us out of the pain of having to actually work and give us some immediate pleasure because we have all these dopamine hits from the video game or whatever. But now we're linking more pain to not accomplishing these goals because of what that's going to result in and also the pleasure the more long-term gratifying fulfilling pleasure of actually making that happen so we have to be aware of these different areas of our lives if we really want to be able to make this work for us and it's important to remember that each one of us although we're some usually somewhere in the middle of that spectrum Many of us have one side that we lean towards more than the other. So every single person is more primarily motivated by either the carrot or the stick, so to speak, right? And so you could take, for example, a parent who says, hey, if you don't do your homework, I'm going to take your Xbox away. That is a that is being motivated by pain. Or they could say, hey, if you do your homework, I'm going to take you to get ice cream or I'm going to buy you an Xbox, whatever, motivated by pleasure. So you have to know, you have to have self-awareness for yourself and know uh, what is going to be more influential on you personally. But this is something to remember because even when you're talking about the skill of influence in sales or, or anything – if you can use both of these things to your advantage, then you're going to be able to have a lot more influence in the content that you create or anything. And especially if you're trying to convince maybe your friends to do something or, or whatever, like learning how to tug on both of those emotional strings will serve you down the road.
Now, the next thing that's going to be really important for you to begin instilling into your daily routine is some type of meditation or visualization practice. And a lot of people think these things are very woo-woo, very esoterical, to like law of attraction. Oh, let me just envision myself in a Lamborghini and it's just going to pull up in my driveway and with the keys on my doormat. That shit is stupid, okay? But there's a lot of science and a lot of things that happen when you repeatedly visualize. So the first thing is understanding that you actually, you do not have just one mind. You have two working minds. You have your analytical, your logical, your thinking mind. This is the one that just basically is, it's your conscious mind essentially. And then beyond that, you have your subconscious. And your subconscious is where 95% of the actions that you take on a daily basis happens from. So if you think of how many things that you just do on autopilot every single day you wake up, so whether that's getting dressed a certain way, driving for a lot of people is subconscious, what you do after work, you have some type of routine, you go crack open a beer, sit on the couch, flip on Netflix, pass out, whatever it is, but everything that happens happens in the subconscious mind. And so in order for us to begin implanting implanting the ideas into the subconscious mind that, that we want to like the, the ideal future that we want to create for ourselves we need to have a process of visualizing ourselves making that happen and feeling gratitude for it happening happening already because when we do that when we feel gratitude for it when we feel good about visualizing so it's not enough to just think about it we have to feel it we have to live it and not necessarily from a place of lack and this is where a lot of people get this wrong because everybody's like oh yeah i'd love to be a millionaire wouldn't that be so awesome wouldn't that be so great but it's like when they think about it they they experience separation from that reality and when you experience separation then you're not getting emotionally involved enough to implant that into your subconscious mind. You cannot have separation when we're doing this. You have to live it. And this can be very challenging for you, especially if there is no evidence of success or that this is possible in your external reality. This is why meditating is so important because it teaches you to go inward. It teaches you to block out all the external stimulus so you can learn how to make your internal environment more real than your external environment, than your external circumstances, whatever cards you've been dealt in your life. And this is why you see people who rise from nothing, people with no opportunities, and they're able to achieve great heights. Makes you wonder, how how did they ever believe that that was possible for themselves? They believed it because they went inward and they created a new model of reality that made the existing model of reality obsolete. And this is so important, you guys. If you if you are not grasping this, then please like message me on Instagram because this is this is such an important concept to understand. You go inward and you actually make the internal reality, the visualization so real. You revisit it so many times. You can feel it. You can you can you can touch things, you can smell things, you have to feel it and you have to feel grateful for that. And when you do that enough times, what we're doing is we're doing two things actually. We're instilling it into our subconscious. So our brain's going to be constantly figuring out how we can make that a reality, how we can make the external environment reflect the internal environment. But even beyond that, we're creating a level of belief 
in ourself, a level of conviction that we would not have been able to create otherwise because once again, nothing in our external environment would even remotely resemble anything that we're thinking is possible. And so this is why you hear stories of people being able to accomplish something that was thought to be impossible up until this point. You look at Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister, the first person to break a four-minute mile, which was previously believed to be impossible. Nobody had ever done it. So many people had tried, but it was just it, it, like, it was something that he had to create in his mind. He had to believe that it was possible before he could ever actually get his body to do it. And we all know how important belief is for us you know, taking action on a regular basis because if – listen – if you didn't think that something was possible, how how much effort would you put into trying to make that happen? Like I can almost say most of us probably don't believe that flying is possible because you and, – and, and with that, you don't go around. You don't see many people jumping off buildings trying to fly, which is probably a good thing. And I don't – I would not encourage people to, to try that, but I'm just using that as an example. If you don't believe something's impossible, you're not going to try to make it happen. I'm not going to try to just jump off a skyscraper and fly away. It's just – it's probably not going to work. But with many things that do not defy the law of gravity – and who knows, maybe maybe somebody will learn how to fly one day, and that would be pretty awesome, but it's probably not going to be me. Um, but we need to create a belief within ourselves if we ever want the, the external environment to reflect that. There's an awesome book called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, I believe, and within this book, he refers to a study that was conducted at the University of Chicago. And what they did was they took three groups of basketball players and they had – it was like a, a free throw drill that they had them do. They had one of – one group practice free throws for an hour a day every single day for 30 days. They took the second group. They had them do nothing. We don't want you to practice. We want you to go sit on your ass and play video games. And then they took the third group and they said, hey, we don't want you to actually shoot free throws. But what we want you to do is visualize for an hour a day yourself shooting the perfect free throw every single time perfect mechanics making it perfectly every single time and then after the 30 days they had to come back and they had them test again and what they found is that the group who actually shot the free throws and the group who visualized shooting the free throws got virtually the same level of improvement they almost improved by the exact same amount and that one group did not shoot a single basketball for the whole the whole study all they did was was visualize it and I just think that's so interesting because our brains truly cannot differentiate between something that is imagined and envisioned and something that is actually happened, especially when there's an emotional charge to it. And I'm sure many people can understand this concept when you think about something that happened in the past that either scared you or upset you or made you mad and you actually begin to experience those same emotions in this moment, although nothing is happening. And obviously, like another example, if you get aroused, you know what I'm saying? Not to get too uh, too too R-rated on this podcast, but if but if you get aroused, you see somebody good looking, or if you if you even think about something that makes you horny, like let's be honest, 
things happen, okay? Nothing's happening. This is all in your mind. This is all a visualization, but you're creating you're creating an external result through something that you're creating in your mind. So understand that you can initiate a physiological response through thought alone. You can. And so by repeatedly doing this in something that's going to empower us, we can begin to alter the feelings that we feel on a daily basis, which therefore dictates the actions that we take, which dictates the results that we get, which then reaffirms the beliefs that we have created in our internal mind. So you have to understand and grasp all of this stuff. The law of attraction is real, but I don't believe that it's real in the way that people think that it is. I do believe it requires deliberate intentional action, but in order for us to be truly aligned and eliminate any of these barriers, these subconscious barriers, we have to do the work that's going to alter the subconscious programming because here's the reality. Here's the reality. Most of us are functioning off of a subconscious program that we did not install for ourselves. When you are born, your brain is essentially like a sponge, okay? So you are in very, very, a, a very low brainwave state. You are in a theta brainwave state, which is essentially the state where you, where thought is easily bypassed through the conscious mind and implanted into the subconscious mind. Because when you're a baby, you don't have a conscious mind. You don't develop the conscious mind until you're, you, you get like five, six years old. And so up until that point, all you're doing is observing and downloading. You're observing the actions of your parents and your teachers or whoever, like any adult figure. You are observing their what they're saying, their thought patterns, their beliefs. And even up until you're like eight years old, you're still just – the level of curiosity is just off the charts. And you're just absorbing every single thing. And so by the time you get to a point where you are – you have – you can think for yourself, start forming all of your thoughts, most of the model of the world that's been created – is already established and it has nothing to do with your beliefs about the world, but it has everything to do with your parents' beliefs or or whoever else had a, a large influence on your life. And so unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you were raised, you know, you're gonna be operating with a with a subconscious programming that may or may not be beneficial or or conducive to the life and the goals that you decide that you want to have for yourself. So sometimes you luck out and the subconscious programming is incredible and it helps you to just be an absolute beast and you see examples of that where kids have just been instilled with so much belief in themselves and they just don't care what other people think and they just have so much motivation and excitement for life and all of this stuff. But then you also have people who have all of these negative beliefs towards money and towards relationships and they feel like everybody's out to get them and rich people are evil and all of this stuff and that can be a very contradicting subconscious programming especially if you decide that you want to build a six-figure or seven-figure coaching business now all of a sudden you're saying all these things but then you have all these limiting beliefs towards money and this is where people start to self-sabotage or this is where you're not in alignment and so you have to understand and think back like what beliefs have been instilled in me that I don't necessarily hold true or that I did not 
put there. And you have to consciously work to create these new beliefs for yourself if you want to start changing the results that you get in your life. I hope this is making sense. I hope this is making sense and I hope you're developing this awareness because I don't I think it's something that so many of us just truly we need to at least develop the awareness that that when we get of age, maybe 16, 18 years old, we need to think for ourselves about what life we want to create and start actively altering that subconscious programming, those subconscious beliefs. Because what what you get from that, um, and Tony Robbins talks about this, is you have something in your brain called the reticular activating system, your RAS. And this is a, a system in the brain that basically determines what's important to you and what you should be focusing on, what information you should be intaking because it, it feels that it's relevant to whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish or whatever. And so if you think about if you think about on a daily basis all of the different stimulus input that we could be – like all the things that we could be thinking about in, in a moment's notice. Like I could be thinking about how my leg is itchy right now or I could be looking out the window at a bird or I could be listening to the AC going in the background or like how I'm kind of hungry right – you know, there's so there's so many things going on at once. And so your brain – in, in an attempt to prevent you from just going completely psychotic, it is going to determine what is important to you based off of your subconscious beliefs and programmings and, and basically what, what you've been focusing on up until this point. It's why – and Tony uses this example. Like if you think about buying a car, maybe you do buy a car and so you start driving around with it. Now all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. Or if you've ever had an experience where you heard something new that you've never heard before, like a piece of information, and then literally the next week you hear other people talking about it. You're like, that's so weird. Like I have never heard of this. Now everybody's talking about it. It's because now your reticular activating system deems that to be something of importance to you. And so it's going to focus more on things that are relevant to that. And so all of this, altering your subconscious programming, instilling more beliefs, Focusing on what it is that you want to create for yourself, you're putting yourself in absolute alignment and your brain is going to be problem solving. Your subconscious, even when you're not thinking about it, when you're asleep, when you're in the shower, all that stuff, you're going to be problem solving. You're going to be thinking of ways to get better, to improve. When you're out and about, your brain is going to be thinking of opportunities. Every interaction that you have, it's going to be thinking about different ways that it could help you to get to where you want to be or what you're envisioning for yourself. So once again, this this whole concept is really about creating a new internal model if the external model does not fit what where you want to be. And if you do that with enough deliberate thought, feeling gratitude of that ideal future before it happens, creating enough emotional juice consistently enough over time, then you will start to change the way you think. You'll start to change your actions. And and I mean, I'll, I'll leave it at this too. Like understand that proximity is is very very important proximity is power with this whole model and so if you have people in your life who are also discouraging you and who are who are shitting on your beliefs and your goals and everything then it's of the utmost important to make sure that the input that is coming into your brain on a daily basis is positive and uplifting one habit that i started to do years and years ago was 
during any amount of downtime that I had during my day, I would be listening to podcasts or I would be listening to an audiobook or I would be listening to a YouTube video from people like Tony Robbins, like Bob Proctor, like Joe Dispenza. So I could gain more of a, a subconscious understanding of these concepts and and I could really start to change the way that I think about the world. So you know, just like what they say, garbage in, garbage out. Well, good info in, good shit out okay so it's the same thing and so i would highly encourage you to to make a habit of eliminating any any um input in your life whether you're watching the news you get on twitter you're beefing with some idiot in a comment section on some random post that you saw because you disagree with them that is such a waste of time such a huge waste of time so limit the amount of toxic people that you surround yourself with limit the amount of negative news and stuff that you hear and begin filling your mind with positive things begin visualizing begin begin creating a new model and i'm telling you something magic will happen when you do this so thank you for listening i really appreciate your support of the podcast and by the way if you enjoy any of these episodes if you're getting a lot of value from them it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review on this podcast, or at the very least, share it with a friend. Maybe screenshot it, upload it onto your Instagram, tag me, at Jake Cokerhands. I would absolutely love that. It would mean the world. And if you ever have any questions or if you ever just want to connect, you know, follow me. Hit me up on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Say what's up. I would love to be able to connect and build a very strong, tight-knit community with everybody listening to this stuff. So thank you again for watching. And until next time, I will talk to you later.